All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Department 12 podcast. Uh, I am joined tonight for her second appearance on the show by Stephanie Mockler. How are you tonight, Stephanie? I am doing pretty well, although that's a loaded question these days, Ben. (laughs) Happy to be with you. Uh, It is. Uh, So Stephanie is a leadership consultant and executive coach and the head of insights for Vantage Vantage Leadership Consulting. And she is also the founder of the Female Leaders Edge. Um, She joined us a few months back to talk about coaching, but right now all anybody's talking about, of course, is COVID-19. I don't know when you're listening to the show, but as we're recording it, uh, we're about three weeks into a global pandemic, or at least the U.S. leg of this global pandemic. And the last couple episodes have, of course, been about COVID-19. The first episode that we had about three weeks ago dealt with this very immediate um, shift to working from home for a lot of office-based and knowledge-based workers. Last week's episode was uh, trying to look out a little bit further ahead down the line to uh, how can we help and what's the economy and uh, what's work going to be like and what should it be like uh, after this is lifted and, and will it change things? And, and if so, how should we react to that? Now we're kind of coming back to all right, the immediate shift to work from home has happened in a lot of workplaces. Um, But Stephanie, I understand you have been pretty busy with generally helping managers and leaders figuring out how to engage with their teams, communicate, and remain connected in your work. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's right. We have uh, advantage a a lot of clients that have been, of course, heavily impacted by COVID-19 and they've in many ways, turn to us to help them think through how to lead through this. And uh, I personally am coaching several leaders who, uh, when we've spoken recently, our, of course, entire conversation is focused on on this topic. Sure. So can you give us some idea, like what kind of, of help are you offering them? What, what are you seeing as sort of the, um, maybe the the best piece of advice or coaching or mentoring that you're offering right now in in light of everything that's happened? Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, I would say that it's been an interesting shift in the, in my coaching approach, because I've spent a lot of time just listening and giving people space to work through all the Mm -hmm. feelings and thoughts they're having. Uh, Leaders and managers are human too, of course. And having to make tough decisions about their employees and, and their businesses through this, I think has um, made a, made it feel even lonelier at the top for many leaders and, mm. and executives. So uh, that's been an interesting observation that, that I've had recently. Uh, secondly, I'd say a big theme that has come through in my conversations is how to communicate through this, both in terms of individually with, with each employee uh, that a leader is managing uh, with the team as a whole, and then uh, more broadly within the company. You know, what what does crisis communication look like, and uh, mm. what are the different uh, means of staying uh, connected through communication and, and continuing to to really care for people? So uh, yeah. that's been a lot of the focus. I see. Let's jump back to uh, just sort of being there to listen to folks for a minute. What you know? What are people talking about? Obviously, without you know compromising any confidence is just in general, is it just sort of worrying out loud or are there business specific things that, that folks are, that seem to want to talk about? Yeah. So it, it certainly is a bit of worrying out loud and, and finding ways to express 
uh, you know, a leader's own anxiety about what's happening. Many leaders are, you know, scared themselves, scared for their families, uh, you know, scared for the people around them that they care about. And I think sometimes it can be tough to, to get vulnerable enough to say that to your employees when you know they're scared as well. So I've certainly been hearing a lot of those sorts of emotions. Um, the, the pace of work and then the number of decisions that leaders have been expected to make through this has also been quite overwhelming. So I've heard people say that it's, you know, it's just been unreal how much information is being thrown at them and they don't quite know, uh, you know, what to pay attention to or what's best practice. So I'm often being asked, uh, for more specific advice as well around, well, what, you know, what, what piece of information should I pay attention to in the sea of information that we're really all being uh, inundated with? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned also uh, the sort of phrase, you know, it's lonely at the top. And and as you know, I'm sure there's an awful lot of research backing up uh, this idea that, you know, the more senior you become in an organization, uh, the more isolated you become as well. And in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, uh, those, you know, the peer related friendships kind of fall back because, you know, there's now a greater span of control. And to the point where you end up with uh, folks in you know, senior leadership positions who are genuinely pretty isolated to begin with, uh, have you found that that has been like magnified by uh, the the pandemic? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that uh, some of the more people focused leaders who are naturally more empathetic and spend more time with their teams connecting. Uh, or with their peers, or even their their bosses connecting, ha- have seemed to struggle even mm-hmm. a bit more with this because uh, typically when they're going through a challenge or you know a crisis within their business, not at this magnitude, but you know within their respective world, uh, they turn to people around them. Um, it, it is lonely, but I find that a lot of the those people focused leaders do find advisors for themselves, and those are the people that they tend to really go to. Uh, you know, face to face to have these types of conversations. And now they're, you know, in their respective homes, Uh, the work, the working environment for them has changed, they don't have as easy access to those advisors. And so they're certainly feeling uh, more isolated than ever and more overwhelmed than ever. So I think having a coach during this time is incredibly valuable. It's off, it's also difficult to prioritize, right? We know that leadership development as it is, is something that is not urgent, but very important. And a lot of the people that I work with are incredibly busy on a quote unquote normal day. And so being able to prioritize time with a coach or time with an advisor over the last several weeks has been harder than ever, of course, right? And perhaps more important than ever too, uh, but very difficult. Yeah, it definitely paints a picture of sort of being flooded with new information, a uh, high level of demands for making decisions even more than a usually high level, uh, and mm-hmm. a, an increasing sense of isolation um, from, you know, maybe from your inner circle of advisors, but also from your team in general. So what kinds of things have you found have been effective for leaders in uh, sort of reestablishing or, or building up communication in this new environment? Yeah. So one thing that I've seen work really well, because because it's been a couple of weeks, we're starting to get a sense of what works and what doesn't, uh, has been daily huddles or daily staff meetings, uh, kicking off the day in that way together as a team, I've seen to be very effective. 
uh, with leaders because it also gets put some structure into everyone's day. Uh, and that's been, you know, something that has been hard to, to get right, that routine, that structure. Uh, so daily huddles, it seems like a lot um, and not a lot of businesses, you know, communicate or get all together that often. Uh, but just quick 30 minute check-ins, I've, I've found uh, leaders really find getting a lot of value from and, and their teams as well. Uh, I'm, I'm strongly encouraging people to do these via video too, uh, because there's, you know, no longer that FaceTime or that sort of natural water cooler conversation. I'm uh, really encouraging leaders to make video, uh, not an option, but something that's, uh, you know, necessary, at least for those meetings so that people can see each other, uh, over video, at least for, you know, one point in the day. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I can see why it might be a tough sell for some leaders and some organizations because it's uh, not their usual way of doing business. But when you look at, um, you know, the fact that all of the, let's just call it like unplanned communication that happens when you have a team that's co-located isn't happening anymore. Uh, just having a, a short period of time where everybody, you know, is in the same virtual space and can actually see each other's faces regardless of what gets done from a task point of view, uh, that connection is helpful. But of course, a lot of things do get covered from a task point of view and a priority point of view, and uh, probably a lot easier to, to keep things on the rails. Um, I think, you know, one of the, you know, I've sort of seen two sets of reactions in my own world from this. You know, some people are really thriving, uh, you know, despite you know, the obvious uh, negative stuff that's happening in the world, but they're thriving in their work uh, because this is the way they have wanted to work um, or that they have worked in the past. But there are others who, you know, although this is a, an opportunity to do something they haven't done before and they imagined it would be this great experience for them uh, in terms of working from home and having more flexibility in their schedule, they find themselves really at loose ends, um, even though there is a ton of work to do, a ton of decisions to be made everything just seems so unstructured that they don't know how to deal with uh, what do you do first? Um, there's some procrastination happening, uh, things like that. So coaching could be a real help. And I think that, you know, one of the points you made is that coaching uh, is a leadership development activity that works in this environment. Whereas what we think of when we hear the phrase leadership development, you know, these on-site, uh, ongoing in person, uh, you know, maybe a week here and there in various hotel conference rooms and things like that. We're really looking at those now and saying, okay, is that something that we need to rethink how we're doing it uh, for now or in, in the future? Uh, but, you know, coaching, as long as the schedule lines up, it's there. So mm -hmm. it's, it, it's great that you're available to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the piece around working from home or, or having more flexibility being something that people might have wanted, but then now are finding as a struggle is happening for a couple of reasons. One is because of just how quickly people had to make that shift, right? There wasn't a lot of time yeah. for, for planning or even getting the right technology in place, right? Some people that I've, I've spoken with said, you know, I'm so used to in my office having multiple screens. And now here I am at home at my kitchen table with a small laptop and, I feel paralyzed. I can't quite, you know, do the type of work that I was doing before because my yeah. workspace is, is so different. So there's a lot of small things that you we don't even think about that I think are impacting people right now in terms of their 
their productivity. So one thing I've been encouraging leaders to do is get pretty granular with their employees one-on-one and asking them a lot of questions about what their life is like right now. Who's at home with them? Uh, you know, do they have uh, family, young kids? You know, what's their situation like? Asking questions that typically we wouldn't recommend uh, leaders to ask because if people want to separate their personal and work lives, then they sh- they certainly can. But now this is all of a sudden becoming relevant, and I think it's important for leaders to have some insight into what their employees are dealing with, um, what their home life is like, if they're isolated and they're by themselves in an apartment, right, in a city, for example. Uh, I think leaders should know that because then they're going to be able to tailor their leadership style and their approach and the type of care that they provide for those employees in a way that hopefully will keep that employee engaged through this. Uh, If they don't know, they can't do anything about it. So asking the right questions, uh, asking really, you know, high gain, open ended questions to get conversation going, I think is critical right now. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, I think pieces of advice that that I've been offering, uh, and that I've heard others offer as well. Certainly, that um, is helping to maintain that sort of connection. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. And like you said, those are maybe not questions that would be uh, the most comfortable or appropriate under normal circumstances, but I think. That's one of those things that is changing, and it might be a, a permanent change. It might be a change for the better in the long run, for all we know, uh, as the idea that, like, hey, you know, we're not going to pretend that <laughs> the person running around behind us in the, in the video camera isn't there. Uh, we're going to talk openly about it and, and prepare each other for it. And hopefully, yeah, the leader, yeah. leaders are also modeling that by, you know, not just asking for that information, but also sharing, hey, you know, here's what's going on with me. Here's what's going on at my house. Uh, this is what you could expect, uh, and, and you know, video conferences with me as well, and and kind of, um, you know, showing the way of of having that vulnerability for doing it. Exactly. I actually, I'll, I'll share a quick story. I have a client that I've been working with for a while now, and I always see the people I'm working with within their office, and they have a beautiful office space. Uh, it's all you know, marble and sort of sharp edges. That that sort of office, big windows, views. And yeah. now, of course, everyone's working from home. And I was speaking with a leader who I've had several conversations with. And right when we got on the phone, he said, I just want you to know my two-year-old daughter's with me. She's probably going to be asking me a lot of questions and talking in the background. I'm not going to apologize because this is my new reality, but just heads up. Yeah. And I, I kept thinking to myself, wow, you know, we're it, it's actually very... Uh, cool and refreshing to be able to see the sort of the full spectrum of of someone's life right now because typically you don't get to see that right you have conversations in these uh, office spaces or meeting rooms that feel impersonal and don't really uh, allow you to kind of get a sense of what you know someone's real life is like and I found that I and you know seeing people differently uh, more more positively yeah. in some ways when I get to mm-hmm. see some of that uh, uh, behind the scenes and how they live. Yeah, uh, real life <laughs> is making yeah. some changes to the workplace, and it remains to be seen um, how far-reaching or permanent those changes are going to be. But um, you know, I think it's helpful to look for any silver lining that we can uh, in the current situation. And I, I want to thank you very much for being on the show tonight and for sharing your insights and experience, uh, especially working with leaders at this time. I know that there's people listening who are in the same boat, either coaching externally or coaching internally or their leaders themselves and they're dealing and struggling with some of these same same things so again thank you uh, very much for coming back on the show yeah thanks for having me ben